0: Welcome back to Simple Joyful Home, a Come Follow Me podcast with Emily and Alicia. Week after week, they'll draw inspiration from the reading, leaving you with simple and useful tools to strengthen your confidence, your spirit, and your family. Together, you'll transform the study of religion into a real relationship with Christ. Powerful tools and superstar listeners like you means everyone can have a simple, joyful home. Take it away, ladies.
1: Hello, I'm your host, Alicia, and I'm your host, Emily. I almost <laughs> forgot my name. <laughs> anyway, welcome to our Come Follow Me podcast. And this is where we love to take just one little thing that out of the reading and just talk about it. So welcome, especially if you're new. And so this week's reading was in Doctrine and Covenants sections 51 through 57. And this one thing that we really liked, we found a verse in section... Hang on, I'm opening it up. 52. Section 52. So section 52, verse 40, and it says, And remember in all things the poor and the needy, the sick and the afflicted, for he that doeth not these things, the same is not my disciple. Phil, I'm I'm in a rich place. My job is to always give to the poor and the needy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I love that. I mean, that is my my role. And but I got thinking about this because a lot of times we always think like money and food and maybe that doesn't feel right. Sometimes I've been in that situation where like cash or money just doesn't feel right. And why is it always money? Like why poor? We just assume that direction. And, um, Alicia, when we were talking, it was like, you know, there's a lot of different ways we can be poor mm-hmm. and she started naming stuff off and I'm like, Oh my goodness. So not only is there more ways you can be poor, but that I'm probably poor in some of those ways. So that's what we wanna talk about today is um, kind of branching our mind a little bit of what poor and what rich can mean in a different way than just money and food, you know?
0: Yeah. One of the things that stood out to me was just, like you were saying, Emily, we always focus on financial or- our physical needs. Physical needs, yeah. And it made me think, there is, in the scriptures, there's blessed are the poor in heart, blessed are the uh, poor in spirit, right? We've mm-hmm. heard these things throughout the scriptures. So there are many different ways to be poor. And it made me think of times when I have felt poor in things. I tried to kind of recognize those moments in my life. And the, the one that came to mind like multiple times and easily was poor in patience, There are times when I'm definitely have been poor in patience and and it just made, it it just kind of opened this into this idea that I am absolutely rich in many, many things and I'm also poor in things as well. And these scriptures in section 56 verses 16 through 18 um, just made me take... Um, good accountability of what my responsibility is when I'm feeling rich in an area and when I'm feeling poor. And the first one, I mean, when I'm feeling rich in verse 16, it says, woe unto you rich men that will not give your substance to the poor. We always think of physical things, but I think that substance can be so many other things that can be our emotional strength, our you know, our patience. It can be
1: even love.
0: Yeah, our love. Um, so, so, so many things. And it made me think that I think one of the things that is a trigger for me to know that I am rich in that thing is that it's easier to judge others on that thing. Yeah. So I I found myself if I am judging another person like, oh, Like that lady is losing it with her kids. Like calm down, you know, you don't have to, like, you can talk nice to them, you know. Then at that moment, during that day, during that time of my, or season of my life, I am rich in patience or I am rich in understanding of tools that might help, or I am rich in a way that that person feels, probably is feeling poor and needy. And we often think of poor as like this, almost derogatory, like,
1: yeah, like thing, negative.
0: Um, <laughs> and and I don't think it is. Actually, I know that it's not.
1: I mean, could you say that they were just weaknesses? Like we're just yeah. Are, I mean, basically, it's weaknesses and strengths.
0: Yeah, and I think that I think that the poor is just just a lack of just a lack of. It's not it's not a status symbol. It's not a ranking. It's not, it doesn't put you in a hierarchy. No, Although yeah. our minds want to do that when we think finances, when we think property, when we think physical things, we naturally rank people. It's yeah. just what our minds do when I think poor really is just a lack of, which means it's a space to be filled
1: and that does not rank anybody. No, I love how you put that. That's really good. I think it takes a little self evaluation to mm-hmm. figure out where you feel abundant in and where you may feel poor in, you know, mm-hmm. like opening your mind up to this thought that you can be poor in something, not yeah. just financially poor. Cause a lot of times if we think that all the time, like we, we think the way we give to the poor is through financial or physical needs. And we don't feel like we can give that much, then all of a sudden we feel bad for not giving, Mm -hmm. you know? And then it becomes this like guilt thing. And to know there's so many other ways that we can give Mm -hmm. and fill someone's cup or their lack of something, I think opens up our minds to the possibilities that it's not just through service. Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit about that earlier about, how, you know, you see the people who serve in the world all the time all the time, yeah. and you're like, man, they're always serving. And then you're like, well, man, does she ever bring a casserole? No. You know? And like all of a sudden we're like, well, how do we get these people to serve more? How do we eat them out of the house? And we don't know how, like how they could be giving. Mm-hmm. We just don't know.
0: Yeah. There are many, many ways to serve and many, many ways to give. And we often judge our riches or our strengths, our richness to others
1: yeah
0: a lack of or you know not lack of but that space to fill really um so let's read through this scripture in dnc section 56 verse 16 we started here and it says so woe unto you rich men that will not give your substances to the poor substance to the poor for your riches will canker your souls and this shall be your lamentation in the day of visitation and judgment. And then it just goes on to say, it's going to be too late for you to be saved if you haven't given of your riches. Um, think of the things you are rich in um, mentally, emotionally, spiritually.
1: We've talked about this yeah. in a different way. It's like recognizing your spiritual gifts, yeah. right? So and if you need a place to start, you can start there.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think richness changes; it comes in seasons. I mean, it's just like the seasons of your life financially, right? There are times when you are you have abundance, and times when you have to work for abundance. And as you seek for the riches that you have in your life, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, um, I want to kind of go over to I want to go over to another scripture in Jacob two, because it talks about seeking these riches, and it says and. So it's Jacob 2, verse 19, and it says, And after ye have obtained a hope in Christ, ye shall obtain riches, if ye seek them. And I love that. If, if we have hope in Christ, and we are seeking these riches, and I've always thought of this scripture as financial gain, but this has kind of opened my mind to something different. If ye seek them, and ye will seek them for the intent to do good. And so as you seek these gifts in your life, seek them with the intent to know how you can do good with them. It talks here a little bit about clothing the naked, feeding the hungry. There are people with lack well, and the hungry yeah, aren't cousins. just hungry for food. Yep. And to li- I love this. And to liberate the captive and administer relief to the sick and the afflicted. Um, we recently had a Sunday school class where one of the women in our Relief Society was talking a little bit about... Um, how she had just had such a hard, hard year and how this lesson that we were having was bringing her such relief. And uh, relieving the afflicted does not always happen, rarely happens, I think, with money
1: yeah, or with physical
0: things. Relieving the afflicted, feeding the hungry, I think happens and needs to happen. 10 times more in our emotional life, in our spiritual life than it does in our physical one.
1: I agree. So in verse 18, it says, Blessed are the poor who are pure in heart, whose hearts are broken and whose spirits are contrite, for they shall see the kingdom of God coming in power and great glory and to the deliverance of their fatness of the earth, and of the earth shall be theirs. And I think this part of this scripture that I, I have thought about is, Blessed are the poor who are pure in heart. Mm-hmm. And if you think about sometimes how hard it is to accept help from others, especially when we are feeling poor, I feel like it's not bad to be poor. So, like, we need to let go of that label. It's not bad to be needy in something. Yeah, Like, if I am struggling with patience or, or faith in the future of hope— And someone comes to me and shares a little bit of their what brings them hope or faith or answers a prayer or um, spends some time with me if I'm lonely, like I'm poor with you know um, people, that 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 can be such a lifting thing. And sometimes I think when we are poor in something, that we need to just like grind through it. And I, I love that Emily brings up this scripture right now. Because as we
0: consider the things we're rich in and as we consider the scripture in Jacob 2 where it talks about seeking the riches to do good, I think one of the things that stops us from doing good the most is will we offend? Will we hurt feelings? Will we get in the way? Will we be annoying? Will we be this? We like our... Our second guessing. Yeah. It's like any, any kind of energy or positive goodness that's going to come in life, both have to do their part, right? You think of a plug when you plug something in. Yeah. I mean, the receiving end has to, has to be molded in a way to be filled. And the, the place, the plug that you're plugging in has to be molded in a way that fills a space when we give. And the other person receives with pure heart, we have access to that power of God and all of a sudden, we have energy, we have capabilities that we didn't have before because we work together to give of our abundance and receive of the things that we need. And, and it's not ours to judge whether they are molded to receive or not. And I think God makes it very clear here that it is the receiver's responsibility to be pure in heart and to be ready to accept and whenever I think about this topic, I'm always thinking of myself as the one giving, right? Because that's where we em- we put our emphasis always. And I, I feel like in all the talks, it's like we need to give more, we need to serve more, we need to do more. <laughs> but I think we are all poor in something. Yeah, we are. Multiple things, probably. <laughs> I yeah. know I am. <laughs> I mean, I am. I need to focus on where I'm rich. And that's where we've been spending the first 10 minutes of this podcast, probably a little more. Um, but we also have to practice molding our hearts to receive.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people struggle with the receiving end of Oh, I know. I know that I have. So one example I have of being poor in is, um, see, when we talk about patience, I even think there's specific things Mm. we're patient in and other things that we aren't. So one of the things I struggle with is patience in the learning process of reading. So when mm-hmm. I'm teaching my kindergartner how to read, it is painful for me. Like physically I am drained in the matter of seconds of just exhaustion. I do not enjoy it. And I know so many. And I think Alicia is one who just like loves it. They, she loves reading to her kids. I do. And I die on the inside. <laughs> die on the inside. <laughs> And I but I I do it and I know I I know the importance of it so I feel that guilt but I feel really weak in that and I finally after it had been a while since I'd really spent much time with my kindergartner and finally I just turned to my husband like you know what and I explained like how it made me feel and like just it was just <laughs> this awful thing and I wasn't very good at it and I felt really bad because I should be a mom who like this is like such a happy moment like that they can achieve something like reading And you see the progress that they make. But for some reason, it just doesn't do it for me. So, (laughs) no, okay, this is a little harsh. But um, I am proud of them. But, oh, I just struggle in that area. And so to, you know, open up and say that. And he's like, well, I can read. I'll just read to him before bed. And he isn't – it doesn't drain him like it does me. Because he has a little bit more abundance in in that area of reading matte sat books, you know. And for me, I just – I, and, and a lot of times another thing that, well, as I sit down and then I have like 10 kids who sit with me, well, I don't have that many kids, but it feels like 10 kids <laughs> are needing me at that moment. So it's, I just struggle and they don't always go to dad when he sits down. Okay. You that know? is so true. <laughs> That is so true. Right? You so sit anyway. down to do something and every single like, one of Whoa, them is like, mom, 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 mom. Mom's mom. sitting down? Wait, you want to yeah. read? Oh, how about this? Uh, what about this? Mom, yeah. can you do? Oh my, I'm dying. So Dad anyway. sits down
0: and they're all captivated. Dad? Oh,
1: what are you doing? They just sit by. Like, I don't, they don't even <laughs> notice half the time. Anyway. Uh, I love it. So that was a weakness I was having in with patients with learning how to read and then you know, Steve being able to be like, I can help with that, and that mm-hmm. was just in our family. Like, and that's one of the great places to start in looking for the ab- abundance mm-hmm. and and the lack of, and mm-hmm. you know, our own families. And I, I think that. like recognizing in other people, um, Steve had shared a story recently. So you know, he's in he's a bishop, and he it's a really important you know that people feel the love of their bishopric, and it's really hard to get that out for everyone to feel the real love, not just like empty words, right? But it's hard for them to be in, you know, 300 places at once to do that. But he had heard of someone who was afflicted. And as soon as he heard that in their bishopric meeting, they took a moment and they said a prayer for this person. And that person may never know that prayer was said. And to know that, you know, people are using their abundance that we may not recognize as well. Mm-hmm. And to, to remember that also when we are feeling a bit poor in something.
0: Yeah, that's true. I love that. That
1: God, maybe I,
0: abundance is coming our way and we don't even.
1: Yeah. We may not recognize because God not right is before our eyes, yeah. aware of our, of our poor hearts. That he is, is so true. And he's, he's looking out for that.
0: When we recognize that we are rich in some things with the I single to doing good with those things um, and focusing on that hope in Christ that we can bring to others by doing that. And then when we focus on those areas or at least acknowledge that we have areas, maybe not hyper focus, but acknowledge that we have those areas of that we need filled, that we need a filling of hope in Christ and we need a filling of someone else's abundance. Those things are the things that connect us together, that make us instead of us versus them, it makes us a we yeah. and it makes us, it gives us access to that, that power and that energy that God wants to give us. And yeah. I just, I love, I and love thinking of that. If you can only think of richness, if you can only be, if you can only, only be the plug going into the wall, then there are times when you need to be the outlet. You need to be formed to receive, um, or you, there is no growth there. There yeah. is no connection there
1: well, and I remember, over a long
0: period of time anyway.
1: Yeah. And, and even going back when you were saying, um, that, you know, it comes and it ebbs and flows, yeah. right? This mm-hmm. to poor to rich, to poor to rich and different things. Um, I have a friend who gives I everything. Like she just, any anytime she hears a need, she's just there, um, physical, emotional. She's just wonderful. And if she ever was in need, I would drop anything to go mm-hmm. to her. And I think when we give, and yeah. it will come back when we are in need as well. Um, yeah. That's so true. Um, I think that's how it connects us. I do too. You know? I really do.
0: So the scripture that kind of goes along with this poor, uh, this idea of poor, right? This idea of needing a filling of our cup. Um, we talk about if you're pure in heart, then you will be. And he says, if you're in verse 18, he says, blessed are the poor who are pure in heart, whose hearts are broken and whose spirits are contrite for they shall see the kingdom of God, coming in power and great glory and to their deliverance for the fatness of the earth shall be theirs. Like all these things shall be theirs. And contrasting that with verse 17, because we choose how we are poor, because we are all poor in something. Mm -hmm. We choose how we are poor. Are we pure in heart? Are we willing to receive? Are we willing to let our cup be filled or are we woe unto the poor men whose hearts are not broken whose spirits are not contrite and whose bellies are never satisfied or not satisfied and whose hands are not stayed from laying hold upon other men's goods whose eyes are full of greediness and who will not labor with your own hands um this scripture reminds me that when we are poor in something people can only God can only give us so much if we are not willing to labor on our behalf with him.
1: I completely agree. And
0: when we are pouring something and we're like, oh, I go to church and nobody notices me. I I mean, I've been there for 3 years and people keep asking me like, "Oh, are you new here?" And we like get all, you know, like frustrated and frazzled or you know, or yeah. we find we find our thing that we're pouring in. We we're, we're poor. We're we're we need our cup filled with people and love and kindness and connection. What are we doing to labor to help the Lord fill our cup? Are we showing up at church and saying hi to somebody else? Are we showing up at church and saying, hey, I've seen you for the last three years. I've always wanted to get to know you. You know, yeah. what are we doing to labor and and not just saying, how come you're not giving me more, Lord? Like, yeah. cause I guarantee you someone said hi to you at church. At least one person, there's a greeter at the door, probably <laughs> handed you something, you know? Well, I guess they don't hand us anything anymore, but there's someone <laughs> at the door, even with a smile, there's something to be received Yeah, there and is our greediness for more than what the Lord is offering us and our lack of labor leaving us with an empty cup. So I just...
1: Oh, that should be in a
0: postcard or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. The postcard we all want to get, right? The poor postcard. <laughs> are you? <laughs> I really think... I, I really want to spend some time thinking, what is one thing that I feel rich in that I can strive to go out and do good with this yeah. this week? That is not money. Because money for me... I mean, I have a little budget category because... I found it so much funner and so much easier to give. I love it so much. I mean, I have my tithing and then I have my, I call it my giving back. (laughs) I don't know why I call it that, but it's a line in my budget where money goes every month. And sometimes I spend it, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I spend a lot of it and sometimes I don't. And it's, I love it. It makes giving so much easier and so much more intentional and just, I don't know, I feel more capable of that. I really like that. But so financially, I- I feel like I have learned how to do that better. Yeah. But when it comes to the other aspects of where I'm rich, I, I wanna find one aspect that has nothing to do with my money that I feel rich in that I can be more, you know, giving in, help fill someone else's cup in. I wanna look for something like that this week. And yeah, me too. I also want to look for one area that I'm poor in that I'm probably pushing away. Yeah. Getting my cup filled because I do that. I do that just this last week. Okay. The last two weeks have been crazy around this house. Literally in two weeks, we had mother's day, which, you know, happens for all the moms and yeah. then, and mom takes care of all the moms, <laughs> you know, you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about. So all the moms and then the birthday and then my mom's birthday and then the baptism all in two weeks, my brain literally like shut down. At one point, my, <laughs> at one point my son said, mom, why do you keep looking at me like that? Why do you keep like talking to me like that? You're like mad all the time. Do you, are you hungry? Do you need to eat? No, I don't need to eat. I was (laughs) eating plenty because when mom (laughs) gets stressed, mom eats. So I was eating plenty. That was not the problem. I just was, there was so much going on. And my husband at one point, Seth said at one point, hey, let me help you like write down a big list and start giving me some things, you know? And I'm like, (laughs) Guys, I'm bearing all the things, and he won't care. Like I've already given you things, and they're still not done. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> so they're freaking out. out yeah. You know, and uh, so the day of the baptism comes, which is the thing I care about probably the most. And I'm in the morning doing the program. Don't judge people. I know some of you were like that was done like a month before. You have abundance. Come to my house. <laughs> it was very poor. <laughs> anyway, and I just I remembered like. I had not accepted help for weeks. You know, I was just, because I, Emily likes yeah. to say this, some people get busier and some people freeze.
1: <laughs> Is that what you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. And when they're stressed. Yeah,
0: I was definitely freezing. And so I remember calling my sisters just thinking, okay, no, and my one sister, so good. She's like, okay, write this down. Are you writing this down? No. Alicia, you will not remember any of this. Two minutes after we get off the phone, write it down. So she waits for me to get a pen and paper and I write all the things down, which was very helpful, calmed my soul. See,
1: okay, look what she just gave you. Yes,
0: and I was open to receiving. I think there are so many ways I could have received sooner and, and had so much more positive energy and power and good things happening for not just me, but my whole family who had to be around me for like a week.
1: Yeah, and that was just a week. Two it weeks,
0: was just two weeks, and so there are so many ways that we can practice this in our daily life. And I want to do better at it. So one thing I'm rich at, one thing I'm poor at, and being, yeah, practicing kind of what we've talked about this week.
1: Yeah, okay, I love it. Well, I'm in. You guys in? Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cl- I, anyway. I love talking about this. Hopefully, I'll gain a little bit, give a little bit, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. We hope you feel welcome and
0: a part of our family here at Simple Joyful Home. As we grow, we think of the places you live and the challenges you face. We think of your constant efforts and your kind hearts. We are blessed to have you with us, and we hope every time you join us, you leave feeling a little stronger, a little more hopeful, and a little more prepared to connect with those you love.
1: And remember, if you liked what you hear, please share it with those you think will benefit. Our focus is our families and our home, so we choose to spend time well, limited time in social media to ensure we have a well-balanced life. We need your help to reach others who would enjoy learning what we talk about here on Simple Joyful Home. We are grateful for you and thank you so much for listening.
0: We are recording with Littles during the day.
1: We are. Both of our husbands are out of town. So we're
0: like, the door's open, people are falling If you hear a few kids in
1: the background. You'll know why. Just know we're dedicated to you. It's true. It's true. (laughs) How well it goes, it's a mystery. And the
0: loss of train of thought because the door opens or the child screams, it's a real thing. It is. Um, So where were we? (laughs) Yeah, that is not the way that... God. Oh, hi, Finn. Oh, my. Did he just spit at us? <laughs> he did. He okay. did a big, what, a raspberry? <laughs> yeah, did. Whatever that is.
1: What's up, guys? Um, oh, it's Vinny. Hi, Finn. Hi, Finn. That's I like.
0: Like, uh, like <laughs> did you catch that? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: my God. I'm like, I have no idea what that was. I think he was going for legs. Let's see.
0: And this shall be your lam- lamentation. <laughs> Hi, guys. That's such a good song. Just <laughs> gonna get door in the face. She <laughs> did. Oh boy. Okay, you guys, you got to leave the door shut. Do you need?
1: Do you need to go potty, Finn? No. Because there's a bathroom okay. right here. Okay, let's go, potty. Your mom will help Thank you. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
0: hello everyone and one of the the covenants that you make when you get baptized is to bear one another's burdens can you tell us what that means link
1: no clue
0: great you're being very helpful as you can see we've taught him very well (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness Uh, hello everyone it means to help those people who need help.
1: Oh, I thought it was like some kind of weird thing that I had no idea what it meant. Because mm. it was. Because mm, it was. <laughs> Adios, humans. <laughs>
0: bye. Bye, bye, bye.
1: <laughs> we just had to intermission. with the mic. Yeah. Intermission over. Back okay. games. <laughs>
0: bye Goodbye.